You're listening to The Hustle Podcast, stories for startups and innovators. Find out more on www.gohustle.co. Hello and welcome to The Hustle, uh, stories for startups and innovators. And don't forget, you can listen back to this podcast and more on gohustle.co, the home of great business stories. Now, crowd lending has been seen a dramatic rise in its use over the past couple of years, and an Irish company, Flender, is looking to capitalise on this and get companies to the next phase of their business by using its platform. And I'm delighted that Oli Kavanagh, founder of Flender, joins me on the line now. Oli, you're welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Keelan. Delighted to be here. Great to have you because your story is uh, very, very interesting indeed. First of all, what is Flender? Tell us what you do. Um, well, Flender is a crowd finance company or a, a kind of a new generation peer-to-peer lending company, and I'm one of the three founders. And it's been running. Um, well, we've actually it's three years since we sat down and, and started putting it together. Um, but it's been live in the Irish market for the last seven months, um, raising crowd finance for businesses. Um, and these are all uh, SMEs who are looking to expand, who are looking for growth finance, they're looking for it quickly, but they, but they, for the most part, don't just want the money. Um, they also want um, publicity, marketing, customer engagement, uh, and a new way of inviting their customers to share in their success. And that's kind of where we come into a little bit of the USP of Lender. And is that one of the, uh, I suppose, the unique selling points for, for crowd lending? And for you guys there at Flender, we've seen people kind of use their crowd lending platform as, I suppose, a, a marketing gig as well. You get so many people invested and everybody wants to see you do it well. So, of course, they spread it around and talk to their friends about it as well. Uh, yes, for sure. And like, unusually, uh, and maybe uniquely, um, uh, a lot of the businesses actually borrowing on Flender don't actually need money. <laughs> um, Interesting. They're doing it because- yeah, yeah, and they're doing it because um, I think we're the only people to kind of play in the space between, you know, first-generation peer-to-peer lending. You know, your traditional peer-to-peer lenders are anonymous marketplace. You know, the borrowers don't even know who the lenders are. And then on the other stream, you have your rewards-based uh, platforms like your Kickstarters and your Indiegogos. Um, and, and no one's kind of really played in that space in the middle where um, you actually do targeted crowdfunding. So you're, you're looking to raise finance and you target it through people who actually um, have some kind of an attachment uh, emotionally or, you know, otherwise uh, to you. They, they like your business. They want you to succeed. And you offer them more than just their money back um, plus interest. You also offer them uh, rewards. So if you look at on the marketplace on, on Flender, you'll see that a lot of businesses are offering more, you know, they're offering kind of eight to 10 or 11% return on your funds. But on top of that, they're offering um, all sorts of promotions. So right now we've got a fantastic campaign by Sharon Shannon running. Um, she's uh, the Irish musician. Mm. Um, so she's, and certainly in our sense would be quite famous. And, uh, you know, she obviously doesn't need the money, um, but she has a really, really uh, cool brand called Garden of Vegan, which is a, a vegan restaurant um, a vegan food brand, um, and she's launching a new restaurant in Dublin, and she wants to, to really to make sure that everyone knows about it, and it's kind of jammed out the door on day one. So that's why she's using Flender. She's using us, and uh, we're quite happy with that. So we're raising money for, for that campaign, um, but people who participate also get invited. They, well, they become part of her 
VIP club. Um, so they get invited to special events with her. And they also uh, will get meal deals. I think it's two for one um, free meals for the first month for everyone who participates in the Flender campaign. What we've done, as, as I was saying earlier, I think we're the first people to play in that space between, you know, on, on one side, cold, anonymous, peer-to-peer lending. And on the other side, reward space. We're actually doing both. And when we were kind of talking uh, offline beforehand, you kind of mentioned that you've, I suppose the company has been a little bit lucky in that the timing has been absolutely perfect. The, the timing is right. What did you mean by that? Well, a few things. I mean, obviously, uh, banks, uh, the, the kind of the level of lending that we're looking at, um, which for unsecured lending is, is, is up to €100,000. Um, for businesses uh, who are SMEs and some of them kind of fairly early stage, but they all have to have some kind of traction and ability to repay, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the business lending to those kind of companies or individuals is very um, is very difficult. It's very slow, and typically it's a, basically a, a a slow no. You know, three months to find out from a traditional bank that they won't lend to you, mm-hmm. or even if they will lend. To, but actually, even where they will lend to you, it's three months. Um, whereas we're funding we're funding businesses in three days in some cases, and uh, they're getting a lot more than than the money. Actually, I'll give you a really good example. So there's a fantastic um, Irish company. It's a health snack company called Brogies. I don't know if you heard of them. Uh, Brogies no. is a. It looks like it's it's this kind of crisp that's about the size of your hand. It's a massive thing, but it's fat free, calorie free, gluten free, you know, everything free. Uh, you know, but not taste free. It actually tastes delicious. Mm. But I, I, I don't, and I don't know how they make it and what they put in it. But it's absolutely amazing, and it ticks all the boxes. You know, for the healthy lifestyle right now. Um, <clears throat> so they started up. You know, they've only been going a year and a half. Uh, they're already on a run rate for I think two million euro in, in revenue. Wow. Um, but they're expanding so quickly they couldn't keep up with their orders, and they got a massive order from Aldi there a couple of months ago. Um, they knew that they couldn't, that they were going to lose it um, if they waited three months for one of the traditional bank lenders to come forward. Mm. We raised, uh, we raised sixty grand for them in five days, um, and it, and it was so successful and so popular, it was oversubscribed. We ran another campaign for them um, about a week later when they got another order from Lidl, the other guys, and uh, we ran a forty grand campaign and we raised that in about a, you know less than a week as well. Um, so the point I'm making here, Galen, is that two massive orders that um, these guys would have lost if they'd waited for the traditional bank lenders. Mm. And is that something that traditional banks should be worried about? I mean, is this the kind of the slow decline of our of our banks as we know it, or is it just an alternative way of getting money out to people? <laughs> no, uh, they should, I mean, they are worried about it. It's not they should be; they already are. But you know, they're they're. You know they're obviously making they're they're they're, they're taking notes, let's say, of people like mm. uh, companies like Flutter and saying what what they can you know what they can change or what they should do. Um, but right now it's a sweet spot for us, and you know that up to a hundred thousand, um, very very credit worthy business, um, we can fund much much more quickly than than the the, the other the traditional lenders, um, and they get more bang for the buck. A check for a uh, hundred grand to Brogies from you know AIB or Bank of Ireland. You know, would have been kind of handy, um, but they wouldn't have got as much value out of it as they got from the hundred grand that they got from us. Because, you know, they were in all the papers, they were you know, profiled in the Sunday Business Post, they were in lots of. So they got a lot of PR because they did it through us, 
through Flender, um, which in turn I I think helped their um, in-store sales and their I think they're in every super value in Ireland now, and they're, you know, so we're getting them publicity, we're getting them funds. They absolutely love us, um, and that's an example of we've 25 more examples of that of Irish businesses that we've funded in the past six months. And what about uh, Flender itself? Where do you guys, I suppose, make your money? Where's the where's the price point, or where's the, I suppose, the the profit for you guys? Yeah, and there'll be two things. So one is we take a success fee. Um, of the so it, it costs nothing to actually create a campaign and launch a campaign on Flender. Mm. Um, uh, there's some work to be done uh, because uh, you know we're not the soft touch. People don't come to Flender because they can't borrow from the bank. Um, everyone who comes to us could 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 get a bank loan, but they just don't want to wait three months. Um, we go through to all the same affordability and credit checks as any other institution does. Um, so, but we do that quite quickly. Um, so we have, you know, we've that process turn around within a couple of days, and uh, we, we've then the uh, the campaign running and, and and raising funds for them. So, I, so a strong point there that I, I want to make is that, um, you know, the the creditworthiness of every business on the marketplace um, is you know second to none. But in addition to that, we have something else that actually we haven't even talked about yet, um, Kieran, which is the first wave of funds that um, come into any campaign are um, through the borrower's own circles um, of their own customers, their own friends, family. Um, they, they need to get the ball rolling before we bring in our lenders. And that might sound unusual, um, but we do that as an additional level of uh, underwriting um, because we think that the propensity to default on a loan is much, much lower if... Uh, if people are invested in some, it. Some, some, some of the lenders are actually, yeah, so you have the, bar- the borrowers actually know the, uh, a portion of the lenders. I suppose, what about your own background as well? Because you're coming from a tech background, but you're also coming from uh, quite a large corporate background as well. So... Why did you decide that this was the space that you were going to go into and what have you, I suppose, what learning curve have you gotten from it as well? Um, well, it's, it's, certain, it's the first time I played in the, the, the fintech world, but um, to be honest, we're, 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 just a te- we're a technology company and we're using technology to get a, a, an advantage over the traditional lenders. Um, you know, the traditional lenders in Ireland are using technology from the 1970s um, we're using technology from 2016, 2017, when the, the period we're building the platform and mm. continually evolving it. So <clears throat> I wanted to, I, I certainly wanted to, um, you know, continue in the technology space. This is the seventh startup I've been involved with. Um, uh, I didn't find them all, uh, you know, but, I, you know, I was early on and uh, if not founder in them, uh, four of them have had successful exits, you know, a couple of really big ones. And um, each each one was in a slightly different version of kind of technology. Uh, it started off in encryption, uh, moved to portals and personalization, mobile web portals, uh, technology apps. Actually, there was a, a med tech company that I founded, and a sports tech company that I founded. So all in something the technology that I, that I felt could change um, an industry that hadn't uh, that people hadn't really been doing. Now, with the fintech industry, we're not the first peer-to-peer lender in the world by a long shot. You know, in fact, the, the the Irish competitor, you know, started four years before us and um, paid 
paved the way, uh, you know, for for us to to, uh, to enter the market and, and did a very good job of educating the market with quite a good product. Mm. Um, but we but we still felt that we actually could do something diff- uh, slightly differently um, by focusing on things that could be improved. Uh, you know, one is um, by um, breaking down that anonymous boundary that I described with kind of first generation peer to peer lenders and uh, involving customers and getting customers engaged um, for, you know, the, the, the double benefit of that. One is that, you know, from the lender's perspective, the propensity to default is lower. And from the business borrower's perspective, um, their customers become more engaged, become more loyal. The Sharon Shannon example I gave you earlier, mm-hmm. I mean, she's, she, her, her business is going to be, you know, I, I think, um, jammed out the door from, from, from day one because of this campaign. And we've got, you know, we've got other examples of that where we've done that for similar kind of uh, in the same industry. Um, we crowdfinanced um, the, uh, the first, or not the first, sorry, the best burger joint in Kilkenny, <laughs> uh, according, according to the owners, which is called the Hungry Moose. And um, they, they used us again for launch marketing and they were absolutely jammed to the rafters from, from the first day of opening, um, largely, or maybe not largely, but partly anyway, certainly uh, because of the Flender campaign. So they got the funds, they got they got the awareness of their new product that they were launching and uh, massive loyalty from their customers. So it's, it's just a different, uh, it's, it's a different approach. So the question was, you know, you know, how did I arrive in this, I guess? And um, it was just a culmination of um, over the years, you know, having different ideas for where technology could help different industries and then meeting with, uh, you know, uh, uh, Chris and Jeremy, my co-founders of Flender, and coming up with this idea that actually um, a really, really timely um, uh, industry to, to disrupt and make a difference is, mm. is in, in, in finance. You know? But, you, I mean, you, you exited for, you know, considerable amounts of money in, in, in other kind of companies. You could be, you know, on a beach earning 20% if you want. Uh, but what keeps you coming back to the table all the time? What makes you say, actually, I'm going to act on this idea and keep going? Oh, I mean, I'm not in the position to retire anyway for a start. But, uh, <laughs> but, I, but I do love, I mean, I love startups more, more than any other type of organization. You know, in the mix, in, 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 in between those seven companies that I mentioned, you know, I've been with a, a couple of very big companies as well. Hmm. And, and um, I, I didn't feel, I didn't see an easy way to make a difference, to make an impact, um, either on on them, uh, on their clients, or on my personal, um, you know, living standards mm. um, in, in, in very large organizations. And I work for some great companies like Ericsson, uh, um, but uh, this, this, in the startup world, uh, there's the higher risk, higher reward. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And speaking of the higher risk, higher reward, what's the future of Flender? What is in the pipeline over the next couple of years? Well, uh, we, we we definitely uh, see a, a extremely high growth potential in the markets that we've identified, um, and the likelihood. Well, uh, the plan is to potentially IPO in uh, probably three years' time, thereabouts. Failing a trade sale, you know, kind of around about the same time frame. But we're being we're being run actually with the by the chairman and the board with the assumption that we'll, we'll IPO. And we've seen 
that that tends to be a, a kind of a, the, the approach in the more mature markets. If you look at the UK, some of the really big players like Funding Circle and Right Setter and Zoka, they're all um, planning um, very large IPOs. Mm. And that that does t- look to be the, um, the 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 route to to copy. And how do you plan for that? Because you're obviously talking about a considerable amount of growth in a very short space of time. So, what groundwork do you put in now? What what foundations do you put in now to make sure that when it, the, when the time comes, that you are ready to employ the right people, ready to scale quicker, ready to move to new offices, all of these kind of things that are going to have to be done. Um, yeah, well, well, as I said, you know, we're being run kind of with the assumption we're going to IPO. What I meant by that was um, the corporate governance that's in place uh, and the structure in place and and the plans that are being made uh, in the board uh, by the board um, are with the assumption that we're, uh, we're we're going in that direction. And so that's uh, in terms of um, building out the team, having the right people on board. Uh, you know, you mentioned offices. You know, we're about to move. We've moved offices three times in, in, in the past um, 18 months, mm-hmm. and we're about to, we're, n- we're now about to move into somewhere that actually gives us a, a lot of room for growth, so we can hopefully stay there a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and our, you know, our chairman is a, uh, a chartered accountant, um, the founder of one of the largest um, accountancy practices in Ireland, um, Carl Grant Sparks. Uh, you know, he, he, he's the Grant in Carl Grant Sparks, which is now Grant Thornton. And, you know, previous, you know, track record in, in sharing technology companies uh, through to very large exits. Um, and while it's kind of can be painful at this point, the, 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 the corporate governance, um, it's, it's, it's done for a reason. It's done so that when we do go to IPO in three years' time, if we do go to IPO, um, that the due diligence, you know, right back even, uh, not just today, but a year ago, Will um, will be of the appropriate standard. How do you make How do you make all that work? By the way, because you have, you know, quite a number of people who are very very experienced in the startup world as well. So how do you make sure that I suppose too many cooks don't spoil the broth, kind of a thing? Um, you know, I don't think. Look, I think we're we're fairly. There is some overlap, certainly in in you know a number of the roles, but I think we're we're fairly clear about what each of us needs to do. Mm. And it's so fast. It's so fast moving and so exciting. Um. You know, even when we do step on each other's toes, it doesn't really matter actually because we're all going in the same direction. Yeah. And so, if people want to find out more or indeed use it uh, themselves for their own business, how do they do that? Uh, it's very, very simple. You know, we 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 spend a lot of time on on and money on the user experience. Um, so the UX, uh, both mobile and web, is very, very. Yeah, smooth, very, very seamless. Everything is online. Everything is digital. Everything is paperless. You know, we do have business businesses kind of arrive at our doorstep and say, "Hey, I want to raise 100k. Can you help me?" And we're more than happy to if they want to turn up in our offices in in Ballsbridge. Um, that that they're more than welcome. But typically, they absolutely do not need to. You know, we we businesses most of the businesses on the on the platform that you see the the public campaigns that you can see anyway on our marketplace, um, they just. Uh, applied online through the whole process, went up, and, and you know we've never even uh, met them. Hmm. Um, you know, up, we we do a lot of due diligence, and our you know our credit um, team is is very very strong, and it was actually bolstered significantly last month by um, a uh, a defector from AIB who joined us called Colin Barry, and he's our head of credit now, and, and so we, we're an extremely strong team. 
but the but everything is done online. Um, you know, there are phone calls, but it's it's done remotely. It can be very very fast. If people have all the information ready to hand, our team can make a credit decision extremely quickly, and they can have a campaign running. You know, potentially even the same day. And so, by the you know, the, the business borrower in Ireland wakes up in the morning and thinks, you know, I think the best way forward for our business is to raise, you know, 50,000 through Slender. We'll do it publicly and we'll get a lot of value out from that. Uh, by that night, you know, they might have already raised 20% of the, the they, they might actually literally already be seeing 20% of those the funds um, building up in their campaign on, on Slender.ie. Hmm. You mentioned something very interesting there, the the person who moved over from from AIB uh, to you guys do you think that that's that's good for you guys as well in terms of your exciting your fast pace etc and that you know it might be a good change of pace from somebody coming from that industry into uh, working with you guys and so therefore when you go out looking for the right people the advantage is is with you yes for sure we've had a lot of people um, uh, from you know the the main institutions. Hmm. Now it happens to, it, it happens that we're actually about fifty meters from AIB's head office, hmm. and I'm actually looking I'm looking at them now at the window. And, <laughs> Sending and them signals we, we across have, the the street is it? it? Yeah, we're we're literally beside them. Yeah, and so we've had a lot of people come in the door from AIB saying, "Look, um, I I'm, I'm reading about you guys all the time. Um, I think what you're what you're doing is is timely. It makes sense." Um, uh, it's disrupting what we're doing. Um, I think it's really exciting, and you know, I want to be, I, I want to join you guys. And you know, these people aren't in their kind of fifties or sixties. These are like the hot, you know, kind of guys from AIB who are kind of, you know, yeah, a little bit younger than that, and they just are, are looking to the future, and they 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 see Flender as as you know, fintech of the future. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Ollie, uh, give us the website again for people. It's Flender.ie, and that's uh, F for friend and lender. So, which is and there's a, there's a, a clue in the name. Um, so when we when we say friend lending, um, that's because we're uh, we're breaking down that anonymous barrier and we're bringing in people who actually know and love your business into the process. Um, so Flenders is uh, giving you more than just funds; it's giving you a lot of value out as well from the crowd. Absolutely, yeah. Flender.ie is the website, Flender.ie. Ali Kavanagh, uh, founder of Flender.ie, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much, Ken. You're listening to The Hustle Podcast, stories for startups and innovators. Find out more on www.gohustle.co.